Amen. Is anybody else today, New Year's Day, is anybody else thankful for God's faithfulness in their lives? I don't know about you, but I can look over my shoulder at this past year and I can see God's fingerprint on every single day and every single moment of my life. And I can say, God has truly been faithful. Has God been faithful to anybody else? Did not run this by the band. Can we go into the bridge in just a moment, back into that bridge and chorus one more time? Because I just think that, that sometimes the best thing that we can do, if maybe today when I say, has God been faithful to anybody else? And you look over your shoulder and you see 2022 and you go, I don't know. Because there were some bumps in the road. There were some hurdles. There were some trip ups. There were some struggles. And I just think that entering this year, 2023, a brand new year, what better thing can we do than to declare these truths that our God, he's the same God that parted the Red Sea. Our God, he's the same God that brought his people over the Jordan. Our God is the same God that tore down the walls of Jericho. Our God is the same God that through a shepherd boy brought down a giant. Our God is the same God that rose his son from the dead. And because Jesus is alive in our lives today, this same God is alive and active. And we can believe that his promise still stands because he's the same God. So all together, if you're comfortable, would you lift your hands all over this place and in faith Declare these words out together. Come on, let's worship it. thank you for your faithfulness. God, we thank you that every single one of your promises over our lives still stand. And today on the forefront of this year, we declare, God, we need you. God, we need you. In every moment of every day, we need you, God. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And for us, that fills our hearts with hope. God, that, that raises our faith. And as we look to you, the best possible thing that we could do on the first day of this year, worshiping you, directing our faith towards you, putting our hope in you, 
God, we just stand on the promises of your word, and we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, one more time, can we worship our God this morning? Amen. Amen, amen. Bridge Church family, happy new year to you. You look fantastic. You look like you went to bed way before midnight. So glad that you're in the house of God today. We got a great morning planned for you. Nowhere else in the whole world I'd rather be New Year's Day than right here with my church family. Hey, Bridge Youth, you're going to be staying in service with us today. It's going to be an awesome morning. Before you sit down, why don't you turn around and tell someone happy new year. are kicking off the new year with She Unites 2023. We believe God has great things ahead for you in this coming year. And we are confident that this half-day event happening on Saturday, January 28th with guest speaker Christine Kane is sure to encourage and equip you for the things ahead of you in this year. I'm talking from the subject of stand still and advance. It's all supernatural. You've got to stand still and advance and the whole thing is supernatural. God delivering you from bondage. God delivering you is supernatural. God guiding us is supernatural. And God taking us into the promised land is supernatural. I have never seen an attack on the supernatural like I am seeing in the day and the hour in which we live. I need a God that could do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything I could ever ask, hope or think. I need a supernatural God because the natural's not working for me. Be sure to check out the Bridge Church app or website, thebridgechurch.tv, for all the details and to purchase your tickets today. We can't wait to see you there. Well, good morning, Bridge family. Doing all right today? You guys look amazing for New Year's Day at 10 a.m. I mean, come on. I feel like there's faith in the house this morning. It's really, really good to get to enjoy New Year's Day with all of you. Thank you so much for being in church today. My name is Zach. I'm one of the pastors here at The Bridge. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity real quick just to welcome all of our guests today. You know, it occurs to me that New Year's Day might be a bit of a different day for you to come here for the very first time. Because we have one service this morning, not two. And because this service is actually going to be a little bit different than some of our others, but I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you very much for being here today. If you are a guest, if this is your very first time at the bridge, it means a ton to us that you would be here today. Thank you for just taking the time out this morning. Thank you for waking up early for a lot of us on New Year's Day to be in church. It means a lot to us that you're here today. We hope that you connect with some of the amazing people that call the bridge home. We hope that you connect with God above all else. But if you're here today and you have any questions about church or 
really who we are and what we're all about, we would love to meet you. You can stop by the info center after service and say hi to our team. They would love to answer your questions to the best of their ability. Tell you about what's going on around here at the church and just let you know how it is that you can get involved and plugged in. I also want to tell you we have this thing called Connecting Point. It happens on the first Sunday of every month. Today is the first Sunday of this month, but because it's New Year's Day, we postponed Connecting Point today. It's actually going to be happening on the first Sunday of February. If you'd like to sign up to come and join us, we would love to have you. Bridge Kids is happening during that service, but we would love all of those adults. If you want to bring your kids in, that's cool too, but we would love to connect with all of the adults and families that day, tell you more about the church, but more importantly, how you can get involved and plugged in because we want to help you find your place in the house of God. So hey, if you're a regular here at the bridge, would you join me? Let's just put our hands together and welcome all of our guests to church today. As I said, today is a bit of a different day, and we're really excited about this day. You might not know it. Today might feel like a bit of an afterthought because it's one of those days where if you're not working after you celebrated all night last night, today you might have left it to chance whether or not you were going to get here at 10 a.m. But I want to tell you that we've been preparing this day for a while. We've been looking ahead to this day because I feel in my heart like God wants to just start and initiate some things in people's lives today. And so that's my hope and that's my prayer for everybody that's here. And one of the things I know about a day like this is that everybody that's here this morning, you are here because you want to be here. You could have slept in longer. You could be at home watching football this morning. You could be doing a lot of things, taking it easy by the fire in your PJs. A little rainy this morning when you woke up, but if you're here this morning, you came intentionally because you wanted to be here. There's something amazing about what happens when we pursue God intentionally. Scripture says that when we draw near to God, He draws near to us. So congratulations if you took a step toward God this morning by being in His house. I believe that He just took a step toward you today. We have a lot planned for this month. Amen. We have a lot planned for this month. We're going to tell you a little bit about that. We've got a few things planned for today, and I'm excited to share this with you. But as we talked about and thought forward to this day, there were two words that really just kept popping up in my heart, and the two words were these. Number one, celebration, and number two, preparation. And what do we mean by that? What are we celebrating? What are we preparing for? Celebration and preparation. Last night, I know that most of us stayed up pretty late. I was really surprised to hear that so many people were in bed at 9 or 10 o'clock last night. We have a newborn, so we didn't go hard last night. <laughs> we wanted to get out, and it just didn't happen. But a lot of people celebrated last night, ringing in the new year, and that's awesome. That's wonderful. We hope that you had a good time celebrating with the people that you love or at home, wherever you were last night. But I want to talk about celebration in a bit of a different light, if I can. Because it occurs to me here on the precipice, in this corridor this day into a new year, Sometimes we can't enter into a new thing well unless we end the old thing well. We can't walk through a new door well until we've walked out of the old door well. When we talk about celebration, I was thinking last night, it was fun to celebrate the new year with my kids, with my wife, but today it's really great to celebrate with my church family all the things that God has done in my life and our lives and in our church. I don't know about you, but I have a lot to be thankful for on the first day of this new year. And I don't want to let 2022 go by or step into this new year without at least taking a moment to reflect and celebrate the good things that God has done in my life and in our church. 
I want to read a brief passage of scripture to you this morning. I have two or three passages I want to read, and this part of the service is going to be pretty short because we're going to take a little bit more time to worship God and to pray together today for our lives and for the year that's in front of us. But I want to read a passage to you from Genesis chapter 8. It's a bit of a different passage to read from on a day like this because this is a passage that talks about the conclusion of the story of Noah. And in Genesis 8, if you know the story of Noah, you know that God speaks to Noah, says that judgment's about to come on the earth. That's not what my message is about today. But God speaks to Noah and he says, judgment's about to come. I need you to get ready, Noah. I want you to do something crazy. I want you to build something. It's not even going to be called a boat. It's going to be called an ark. It's so big. Noah starts to build this ark and a lot of people believe that many people in the days of Noah might not have ever even seen it rain. Noah, why are you building that big boat? Because God told me to. Noah steps out in faith. You know the story. Noah spends years looking like a fool building this huge ark until one day it starts raining and Noah looked like a pretty smart guy for listening to God. After 40 days and 40 nights when floods have come up from the earth and down from the heavens, judgment, God's judgment has come onto the earth. Noah and his family and all these animals are safe on the ark. 40 days and 40 nights go by and after Noah sends out the dove that comes back with the olive branch, he hears from the Lord and says, it's okay to go and to start to pursue the future that I have for you and start this whole thing over. I want to read something to you from this passage that caught my attention over the last couple of days. It says in Genesis 8, in verse 15, then God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by their families from the ark. But the very last verse, or the beginning of verse 20 says this, something interesting that Noah does after he gets off of the ark and begins to, per- to pursue this brand new future that God has for him, his family, and for all of humanity. It says, then Noah built an altar to the Lord. When we see altars in the Old Testament, it was always a picture of worship and of sacrifice, but of course this is pre-law, pre-Israelite law, pre-Levitical law, pre-Abram and Moses. And here Noah builds an altar to the Lord, and it's an altar of sacrifice to say, God, I thank you for what you have done for me. What's so interesting about this time in scripture is that it occurs to me at this point in the story that God is about to do something completely new in humanity because judgment has just come and it's like the earth is this blank, blank canvas and clean slate. And Noah stands in the middle of what was and what's about to be. I think about that today and I realize that when I look around this room, there are a lot of people that you think about your life and you recognize that New Year's Day is kind of in the middle of what was and what is yet to be. When I look back, I'm grateful for all the things that God did in 2022. I celebrate all the amazing things that God did in 2022 in my life, in my family, in our church. But I also recognize that not everything about 2022 is perfect. You might be here this morning and you're saying to yourself, man, celebrate. I'm just glad 2022 is over. What's funny about it is that 
Noah builds this altar to the Lord, and I think on one hand, he wanted to start this new venture, this new journey right by offering praise to God. So he builds an altar of praise, worship, and sacrifice. But for all I know, when Noah built that altar, the thing he was thinking to God was, God, thank you for getting me through that because that was crazy, 40 days in an ark with my family and a bunch of animals. Somehow you spared us, and I can look back and say that that was a wild journey, but God, I'm grateful to you today, and I build this altar to let you know that I'm grateful that you have gotten me through. Today, as we have a time of extended praise and worship, maybe you have a ton to celebrate, but maybe your cry to the Lord is, God, thank you just for getting me through the craziness of 2022. Whichever place you find yourself in, We have a reason to build an altar this morning, and I don't think there's a better thing to do on the first day of the year than to build an altar and praise God for all that he has done. I want to give you three things that I have to be thankful for, that we have as a church family to be thankful for. In 2022 here at the Bridge Church, we saw 536 people indicate that they made decisions to follow Christ, either for the first time or to rededicate their lives to Christ. How cool is that? We can celebrate that today. One of my favorite things, one of the highlights of my year, 2022, we saw 222 people get baptized last year here at the Bridge Church. We saw 237 people essentially make the bridge their home church this past year and come into family here at this local church at the bridge. And we're so grateful for that. Many of you were a part of that. We have a lot to be thankful for. So whether you're looking to God and saying, God, thank you for getting me through it, or you're looking back with a heart full of things to celebrate, we build an altar this morning of praise and worship to say thank you, God, for who you are in our lives. I want to read another passage of scripture to you, though, because on one hand, we're going to celebrate, but on the other hand, we're going to prepare for what's in front of us. We see Noah build this altar when he gets off of the ark. Here's what's so cool. I saw this theme as I was reading the last few days. In Genesis chapter 12, God starts another new plan with a man named Abram. We know him as Abraham. God tells him, I'm going to make a great nation out of you, Abram. And this is what it says in Genesis 12 and in verse 6. Watch this. So Abram passed through the land as far as the site of Shechem to the oak of Moreh. Now the Canaanites lived there in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. That's God's promise to Abram for what's ahead. So what does Abram do? So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. It's his moment of saying, God, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for making this promise to me. Thank you for telling me that you have a plan and a purpose and a future for my life and for my descendants. But you read on, and this is what it says. It says, then he proceeded from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent. And with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, and there, what does he do? And he built an altar again to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. That might seem like a bit of an insignificant passage to you this morning, but it occurs to me that a lot of us are really good at building altars of praise and worship to God on the big days. But scripture says that right after God speaks to Abraham and he builds the first altar, it's almost as if he continues traveling in his very first night of camping out. He sets up his tent right there with his family and all of his household, and what does he do? The very next night, he builds another altar to the Lord of praise and worship and sacrifice, saying, God, thank you for being with me. 
The reason that stands out to me is because there have been days in my life where I've built altars of praise and worship only to get to the very next day and forget to thank God for all that he continues to do for me. And I want to encourage you, Bridge Church family, I don't think God wants us to make New Year's resolutions on New Year's Day that we don't keep. In fact, we're not even here to talk about New Year's resolutions today. We're here to talk about statements of faith that we are going to follow Jesus. And I don't want to just build an altar today, walk away and forget about it tomorrow. I look at that passage of scripture and I want it to serve as a reminder that I build an altar today and then when I wake up tomorrow, I build another altar of thanksgiving to God. And the day after that, I build another altar of thanksgiving and praise and worship where I say, thank you, God. I don't just want what you had for me yesterday. I want what you have for me today and I want to walk into the tomorrow that you have for me also. Abram didn't forget to build an altar. And I want to encourage you this morning, not just to build an altar today, but don't forget to build one tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that because God has a lot for our 2023. Then the last verse I want to read to you this morning comes from a pretty familiar passage of Scripture. It's in Jeremiah chapter 29. There's a verse in Jeremiah 29 that we know really well, but the prophet Jeremiah was actually writing and speaking to a nation of people who were in captivity. They've been cast out of their homeland. They were in a bad spot, but God began to make promises for their future. And he told them about the plans and the purposes and the future that he had for them. And it's in the verse that most of us know really well. It's in Jeremiah 29, 11, that through Jeremiah, the Lord says, For I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. I want to tell every single person in the house this morning that God has good plans for your future. It doesn't matter what last year looked like. God still has good plans for the year ahead of you. But there's a partnership that we enter into in this relationship with God. There's the promises that he makes, but then there's our devotion to him. Because we read on in verse 12, and this is what it says, and into verse 13. It says, then you, that's us, will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Anybody grateful this morning that God hears our prayers? But then it says in verse 13, you will seek me. And you will find me when you search for me with all, everybody say all, with all of your heart. There's something about finding God that happens after we have made the decision to search after him with everything inside of us. When I look ahead to the year in front of me, I recognize that God wants all of me. He doesn't just want some of me. Today's a day of worship, prayer, celebration, and preparation. We're going to take a moment to worship a bit further. We're even going to pray a prayer of gratitude here in a little bit and celebrate the things that God has done. But we're also going to take time to prepare our hearts for what God wants to do in our lives and in our church this year. And I want to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing over the course of this month here at the bridge. Starting next Sunday, we're going to be jumping into a series called First Things First. Today's the first day of the year. This is the first month of the year. And I think God wants to get our attention and say, hey, do you want to put me first in every area of your life? Because if you do, there's a lot of blessing that waits on the other side of that decision. So starting next week, we're going to jump into this series called First Things First. We're going to talk about what it means to seek first the kingdom of God in every area of our lives. And we're going to talk about what it means to allow God to be the Lord of every area of our life, not just some of our lives. 
Not only that, but two weeks from today, on the 15th of January, we're going to be partaking of communion together. A lot of you want to know the next time we're going to take communion, two weeks from today, the 15th of January. And the reason we're going to do it that day is because the following day, or if you want to start that day, we're going to go into two weeks of prayer and fasting here at the bridge. A lot of people hear fasting and they're like, oh, that sounds like a sacrifice. That's right. It is. But when we pray and fast, we don't fast to twist God's arm to get him to do something for us. We deny an appetite in our life so that we can pursue a different appetite and say, God, I want more of you in my life, more than I've ever experienced in my life before. And we'll be telling you more about that over the next couple of weeks. But we're telling you about it now because I want to encourage everybody in the house. In fact, I'm going to go a step further and say this. I challenge every person in the house to start preparing your life, your heart, to seek God for a couple of weeks of prayer and fasting together corporately, collectively, as a church. Not only that, but during that that time of prayer and fasting where we're all kind of growing together, I want to encourage you with a couple of other things. There's one word that's been in my heart for the last few weeks for this day. And this is my word, okay? This is looking out over the year 2023, and there's this one word that just keeps coming to mind. It's the word closer. Closer. I feel like God is calling us as a church to get closer to him. I feel like God is calling us as a church to get closer to each other. I'm going to say that one one more time. I feel like God is calling us as a church to get closer to each other. Some of us developed some really bad habits over the last three years of distancing ourselves from the people of God, and it's time to re-engage and get closer to one another. He's calling us to do that. You might say, Zach, well, that sounds a bit scary. I feel a bit vulnerable. That's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. But if you want something you've never had, sometimes you gotta do something you've never done. And I feel like God is calling us closer. Closer to him, closer to his people, and closer to his purposes. So, here's the challenge I wanna issue. I gave you one challenge already. I'm really stepping out on a limb this morning. I'm gonna issue a big challenge to everybody in the house this morning, everybody that's watching online, everybody that will listen to this or watch this later on. I dare you. I challenge you to get closer to God, to get closer to his people, and to get closer to his purpose. Not only that, I dare you, I challenge you to be in the house of God every single Sunday in January. I dare you. I dare you. See what happens when you choose to take one step closer to God and his people and see how he begins to pull you into his purposes for your life. I dare you. Is there anybody up for a challenge this morning? All right, so here's the next one. It's early, but I want to ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to go back into a time of praise and worship here for just a few minutes. And then we're going to pray together collectively for our lives, for our church, and for the year that's in front of us. Maybe you feel a bit challenged by everything I just said, and I know that was pretty straightforward. But I want to say this to everybody in the house today. God is calling us closer. He's saying, take a step. Take a step forward, step up. You want more, give more. You want more, come on. I got more for you. I'm just waiting for you to come and get it. 
So as our worship team comes, Father, today on the outset of 2023, we give our lives back to you. God, you gave so much for us in Jesus. Isn't it our reasonable service to give our lives back to you? God, I feel in my heart that you are calling me, you are calling us closer. And if you're wanting more from me, then I want to look back at you and let you know, God, I want more of you. I want more of what you have for my life. I want to see my life. I want to see every single person's life in this house. I want to see this church step into everything that you are calling it to. So we respond this morning. We take a step forward toward you because we know that when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We seek your face. We honor you. We put you first. I pray that you would be the first thing in our life in 2023. We worship you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship God for a few more moments this morning.
Till my heart starts changing Oh, I'm gonna worship Till I mean every word Cause the way I feel And the fear I'm facing Doesn't change who you are Or what you deserve Come on, we sing I give you my worship You still deserve it You're worthy You're worthy You're worthy of my song I'll pour out your praises In blessing and breaking You're worthy You're worthy You're worthy of my song
song enters so well into this moment because like we said about Noah on one hand God I praise you because you've brought me through it but on the other hand God I praise you because I have so much to look forward to I celebrate the good things but I thank you that you even got me through the bad things right now we're going to pray a prayer of celebration but more specifically just a prayer of gratitude just to thank God for all that he has done in the year that's gone by Maybe this is a moment where you need to stop and count your blessings. Maybe you feel a bit overwhelmed by what's going on in life right now. This is a really good opportunity to, stay, to stop and say, God, I'm so grateful that you have got me to this point. I know you're going to continue to be faithful. I've asked Pastor Amber to come and just pray this prayer of gratitude and celebration with us. Would you join me together? Let's all pray, all right? Father, right now we celebrate all that you've done. God, we are so grateful. We come before you with grateful hearts right now. God, the moments where we felt like we couldn't make it through, God, you showed up. You showed up with your peace, God. Where we needed strength, God, you showed up with your strength, God. Where we needed wisdom or direction, God, you gave us that. And so, Father, we just say we are so grateful that you show up for us as individuals. God, there's so many things, so many needs, so many lives represented in our church family. And we thank you that you've showed uh, showed up for us individually in every single way. And God, we thank you that because you showed up for us, God, you showed up through us, that we could be a light to our community. So we say thank you for what you did in our church family, in and through our church family, in our world, God, in our community, God, in our individual lives, God, the ways that you showed up. God, we thank you and we are so grateful because we know that the grace that we walked in was the grace that you have given. And so we just come before you with grateful hearts for all that you did and we celebrate all the amazing things that you've done and the ways that you showed up for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 For everybody that made a decision or a recommitment to follow Christ last year, We are here with you as a church family. We want to see you move on into great things that God has for your life. For everybody that was baptized, for everybody that made the bridge their home church this past year, we celebrate those decisions. We stand with you as a church family, and we want to see you get closer to God's purposes for your life. Amen? Amen. I've asked Pastor Corey to come and pray a prayer of expectation for the year ahead. You know, Abram, when he was on his journey, he got discouraged. One day God pulled him out of the tent he was in, and he said, Hey, Abram. It's time to lift up your eyes and see above your circumstances. I think a lot of us today, we need to lift up our eyes and see that God has better things for the year ahead, even if the year behind was a little bit tough. So we're going to lift up our eyes right now and pray a prayer of expectation. Pastor Corey, would you lead us today? Very quickly, last night, you know, we uh, were celebrating New Year's and we had a bunch of our youth leaders, a few youth students over to the house, and I had a conversation with one of them who, um, he's a military guy and he's been often around the world and, and, and he asked to chat with me to pull me aside and he began to share how it seemed like a lot of the circumstances in his life, he kind of had gotten under them. 
And he said one thing where he, he began to embrace that which was contrary to God's word. And I stopped him dead in the middle of his words as we're standing in my garage. And I said, hey, no, that's not, that's not what God, God's word says. Don't expect that. Don't embrace that. Don't, don't, don't own that. And I just thought an, an expectation of this year don't get under your circumstances. Don't look at, at life through the lens of your circumstances. Look at it through the lens of God's word and our faith. We, we stay over our circumstances. We expect God's word. And so this, uh, this verse came to, to mind while we were worshiping. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19 says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I am about to do something new. See? I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This is what we expect. This is what we embrace. This is our perspective. This is how we stay over our circumstances. God's getting ready to do a new thing and he's gonna do miracles. This is what we expect. Nothing more or less than what God's promised to us, no matter what the situation or circumstance looks like. Hey, as just a sign of expectation, if you're comfortable, would you lift your hands with me as we pray? God... We expect nothing more and nothing less than your promise. God, for some of us, last year was tough. We lost some friends. We lost family. Some of us lost people very close to us. It was difficult. Some of us received bad reports from the doctors. Some of us, our finances went left and right, and the, 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 the ground underneath us was just swept out from under us. Some of us, we feel like the enemy came and did exactly what John 10, 10 said he would do. He, he was stealing, he was killing, he was destroying. But God, we don't, we don't see life and our, our next year through that lens. We see it through the other half of that verse. That Jesus, you said you've come that we may have life and that we may have life more abundantly. Through Isaiah's promise in 40, Isaiah 43, that you're doing a new thing. You're bringing, you're bringing us through a dry wasteland, God. So, so this morning, I pray for those of us who have been under our circumstances, expecting the worst. God, I pray that something would rise up in us right now, God, in this moment, in this worship service, right here, right now, on January 1st of 2023, something would rise up in us, God, where we just, we serve an eviction notice to hopelessness. God, we, we say that, that hopelessness and that despair and the expecting of the worst can no longer live rent-free in our hearts and minds. We serve that eviction notice. And God, I pray something would rise up in us where we begin to expect your best. If your word says it, it's ours. If your word says it, we just believe it's already ours. God, I pray we would have an expectancy in our hearts that you would do all that it is you said you would do. God, we expect your best this year. We claim it over our lives, over our families. We believe you are who you say you are. We believe you will do all that you said and say you will do. And we expect that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to pray one more prayer said the first word was celebration, the second was preparation. I just want to take a moment, all of us come together and just prepare our hearts. And this might seem a little bit silly to some of you, but I'm going to put my hands out like this, like, God, I'm just offering you my heart. 
I'm offering you my ear, I'm offering you my life, my will, my mind, my emotions, everything I've got. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and everything else that's secondary would be added. For a lot of us, secondary things often become primary things. I think God's wanting to call us back to first things today and say, put me first and stop worrying about the other stuff. I got that. You just prepare your heart. Put me first and see if I won't do good things in your life. So I'm going to put my heart out to you this morning, Father. God, I prepare my heart today, God, for what you want to do in my life and in my heart and in our church in 2023. Jesus, when you taught your followers to pray, you said to pray like this, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means that, God, today I lay down my kingdom and I lay down my will and I take up yours. I put it first in my life. I want your ways first. I want your kingdom first. And Father, today I prepare my heart for the things that you want to do in my life in 2023. God, we as a church, we prepare ourselves for what you want to do in our church in 2023. We make a decision. We intentionally position ourselves, putting you first in your house with your people to pursue your purposes. God, I pray that as we pursue your will, as we pursue your kingdom, I pray that people in this house who have pursued the secondary things first, that they would find as they put you first, the secondary things are falling into place. I pray that you will provide for people as we put you first. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would heal people as we put you first. I pray, God, that you would meet people right where they are and deliver them. Give them your peace. Set them free, Father. Any need that needs to be met in this congregation's life today. As we put you first, I pray that you would take care of those secondary things. In this moment, we prepare ourselves to put you first in the year ahead. That's our commitment. Your kingdom, your will, not ours. Trusting that you have good things in store for our lives and and for your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Then one other prayer I want to pray this morning. Maybe you walked in the door today and we're praying for these things and you say, wow. You guys are like praying for God's blessings, praying for God's you know, plan and purpose for your lives. Maybe you came in here today and you say, I don't even know God. I'm not quite sure how you got here. Maybe somebody invited you. I'd say there's no better day to be in the house of God than right here on the first day of the year. And there's no better decision you could ever make in your life than to choose to give your life to Jesus because as pastor says all the time, God has better plans for you than you have for yourself. You think you got good plans for 2023? You don't even know about the good plans that God has for your life if you'll just surrender lordship to him. But here's the deal. It's not just about living my best life. It's about surrendering my life and following Jesus. I want to tell you how much God loves you, my friend. If you're here today and you don't know him, God loves you so much that he gave his very best his son, in exchange for your very worst, your sin. Because Jesus, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, the Son of God, came to this earth, died on a cross, took our place, died the death that we deserve for our sin. He took that punishment upon his back. And when he died, God looked down, he accepted that sacrifice, he put his stamp of approval on it to the point that he raised Jesus, his own son, from the dead, giving you and I new life as well. If you're here this morning, you don't know what it means to walk in the life of God. It all starts with salvation, simply surrendering your life to him and saying, Jesus, I believe you did that all for me, and today I want to follow you. It's not just about a one-time decision. It's about a lifetime of choosing to follow Jesus. 
I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment. It's not about magic words. In fact, I'm not even going to give you the words. Why don't you take a moment and find the words yourself. Come into agreement with what I'm about to say and just confess Jesus as your Lord and your Savior if you'd like to make that decision today. Would you join me this morning? Father, we recognize that you sent Jesus for us. So today we choose to put Jesus first in our life by accepting him as our Lord and our Savior. Jesus, we will follow you all the days of our lives into the purposes you have for us and to the eternity that you've prepared for us as well. We believe, Jesus, that your sacrifice was full payment for our sin. And by accepting you as Savior today, we recognize that we are forgiven. And we will walk forward today in new life, in salvation, and into all that you've prepared for us. We commit our lives to you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Come on, let's welcome some people into the family of God this morning. All right, go ahead and be seated. We're on time this morning, in case you're worrying. I know you've been standing for a few minutes. Just a couple more things we want to do today. I'm excited about this day. I feel like there's faith in the air. I just feel like people are here with confidence and faith and hope for what God wants to do in your lives. And it's awesome to get to partner with you in faith today. You know, speaking of partnership, one of the great things that we get to do in partnering with you is through our, our giving, through our financial contribution by putting God first when it comes to bringing our tithes and our offerings into his house. And this is the point in our service where we're going to do that. We're going to give to God and honor him. Again, looking back over the last year, we are so, so grateful that we get to partner with you. You are an incredibly generous church. So many people here in the house that have made the decision to put God first and also bring your offerings into the house. We're so thankful for that. If you'd like to give this morning, there are a few ways that you can give digitally that are on the side screens right now. If you're watching online, you can see it right there on your screen as well. But we thank you for giving today, whichever way it is that you choose to give. If you are here in the house and you want to just grab one of those envelopes on the seat backs, if you want to give in person a physical gift, you can grab one of those envelopes. Just take it to uh, one of our giving stations. There's a giving station on either side of the exit doors before you leave the auditorium here. There's also one outside near the kids' first-time check-in area. But again, we're so grateful that we get to partner with you. And this is my opportunity as one of your pastors just to say thank you. Thank you so much for putting God first. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for investing into the kingdom of God and putting him first because together we are making a huge difference. And one other thing I want to say this morning is if you prayed that prayer a couple of moments ago to put Jesus first and allow him to become your Lord and your Savior, we want to meet you after service. We just want to help you start your journey of faith. We have a simple gift we'd like to give you. It's called The Next Seven Days. It's just a small book that we would love to put in your hands. And here's how you can get it. Right after service, we'll have some prayer teams that are going to be right down here near the front of the platform. If you walk up to any one of our prayer teams, let them know you made a decision to follow Christ. They'll give you the book. We don't need anything from you but we're here to help in any way that we can. If you want someone to pray with you today, maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a while, you just want someone to pray with you, hey, that's why our prayer teams are here. Please come and take advantage of them because they would love to stand with you, agree with you, and speak faith into your situation. And then finally, if you need to go quickly at the end of service, just stop by the next seven days desk. It's right in the middle of the glass doors before you exit the building. And our team will meet you there and give you the next seven days and help you get started in your journey of faith. Again, we are so glad that you made that decision. Now, this is a day where we are exercising. You know why? Because it's stand up, then it's sit down, then it's stand up, then it's sit down. But we're going to praise God one more time this morning. We're going to kick off this new year right, all right? Hey, everybody stand to your feet. Let's sing one more time. Let's give God praise for who he is. And let's go out into the new year well, amen? All right, come on, church. Let's put those hands together like this. Come on, hey.
Happy New Year, everybody.